You're listening to the Fortress Church Audio Podcast. We're a church all about loving God and loving people. Let's listen in to our lead pastor, Randy Garcia, from this past Sunday's message. So open up your Bibles and tune in. Romans 8, 28. Today we're going to get into part two of our series, Tapestry. Perhaps you were with us last Sunday and uh, you heard part one. Today we're looking more in particular at the that the theme divine design. We started off yet uh, last week, last Sunday, and we're going to continue these thoughts from this passage. It's found in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. It says, and we know that in all things, somebody say all things. Uh, to me, when I say all things, it means everything that happens in life, the good, the bad, and everything in between. God works for the good of those who love him. Now, does the Bible say that all things are good? No, it says that God works all things for the good. Because Can we be honest? Sometimes things in life are just bad. They just, I mean, life just happens. I mean, I'm not saying everything that happens in life is good because it's not. But the good news is God can take anything, all things, and put it towards uh, what is good. He can work it for the good. Who, for those who love the Lord, anybody here love the Lord? Then, you're, then you know what? God can do that in your life. And those who have been called according to his purpose. Anybody here being, know that you have a purpose in life? Amen. Now, I don't want to stop in verse 28 because I love what verses 29 and 30 say. Let's continue to read from Romans 8. It says, for those God foreknew, he also predestined. God predestined. I don't want you to get this term mixed up. And sometimes people misconstrue. Does predestined mean that God chooses some people and God doesn't choose other people? No, it means pre means before you were born, he, God had a destiny for you, okay? Simply that. Before you were born, God had a destiny for you. And last week we talked about how God orchestrates our lives. Before you were even born, he put everything in place. Your mom, your dad, your grandma, your grandpa, every, puts everything in place. Isn't that amazing? We have an amazing God. So, verse 29, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son. So what is our calling? To be into the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called, you are called. Those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. Amen. Father, thank you for the great privilege we have to be in your house today. And we thank you, Lord, that you have created each one of us with a unique divine design. Thank you, Lord. And as we get into the teaching of your word, we pray that we would, uh, Lord, just draw closer to you and gain insight as to how you created each one of us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Quick review for those of you that may not have been here last week, and maybe you were just a quick review, we defined the word tapestry in the following manner. A tapestry is a fabric consisting of a warp upon which colored threads are woven by the hand by hand to produce a design, even pic- often pictorial, used for wall hangings, furniture coverings, and etc. It's a fabric similar to what you see to my right and to your left. It's a beautiful fabric of different colors coming together to form something that is beautiful. And uh, likewise, what we started to learn last week is we likened a beautiful work of art like a tapestry to how 
God has created each one of us in a unique way. And we talked about the threads of life, how God takes different threads, the good and the bad and everything in between, and he, and he creates. He uses every thread, which is a picture of every circumstance in your life, and he creates something beautiful out of it. And we talked about the process of being woven together, how God takes every thread of representing every circumstance in our life, and he weaves it together. We learned three things last week. The process of being woven together, number one, involves much detail. In order to do something as beautiful as this, it takes a whole lot of detail. Number two, it takes a whole lot of time and patience. Typically, as we said last week, a beautiful tapestry worked by hand probably takes in the neighborhood of two to three years. It doesn't happen overnight. Likewise, the process that God is making you into his work of art doesn't happen overnight. It takes a long time for God to work in you and I. Praise God for our salvation experience. Amen? But how many know we've, we are a work in progress? Somebody say, I am a work in progress, right? Number three, the process of being woven together involves tension. Last week I pulled out a guitar string. Remember that? And I pulled out a guitar string, and in the package of a guitar string, it, it doesn't do anything. You can't sound anything. It doesn't, uh, you know, it, it doesn't sound beautiful. The only way that guitar string will sound beautiful is if we take it out and put it on a guitar, hook it up, and start, uh, you know, wrap it around there and start tightening it, tightening it, and make, building more tension and more tension and more tension to the point that that guitar string, along with a few other strings, makes a beautiful sound. Amen? The only way that string, that thread, is able to sound nice and look nice is when tension is placed on it. Likewise, there are times that you and I wonder, why am I dealing with so much tension in my life? Could it be that God is taking something that needs to be stretched and brought tension upon so that your life can be beautiful, so that you can have tension, uh, so that you can be, there's a purpose in all that, right? So now let's continue our thoughts from last week, tapestry. And last week we talked about how every thread is woven together to make us who we are today. And today we're going to take a look at the, at the theme, divine design. A joke is told about a, how a, a lady named Mildred, she found herself on her deathbed, given days to live, but she was not ready to die, so she cried out to God, and she made God, she gave God a promise. And she said, Lord, if you can give me 20 more years of life, I will serve you like I've never served you before. I will be your ambassador. I will give. I will tithe. I will do anything you ask me to do. All I ask, Lord, if you give me 20 more years of life. So God said, okay, I'll, I'll give you 20 more years of life. Well, this lady, Mildred, got all excited. Her health was restored. and The doctors noticed a complete turnaround, and she thought, well, this is great. Well, now that I know that I have 20 more years of life, I'm going to do some work. So what she did, uh, I want to look nice because I have 20 more years of life. So she had a tummy tuck. She had cosmetic surgery. 
She had plastic surgery. She did Botox. She did. Uh, she bought a whole new wardrobe of clothes. All excited. She dyed her hair. A complete, absolute, total makeover. Well, about a few weeks after that, she was walking across the street, and a bus just ran into her. So Mildred went to be with the Lord. When she got to heaven, she said, God, we had a deal here. You said 20 more years, 20 more years, and look what happened. God said, Mildred, is, is that you? I, I didn't recognize you. <laughs> didn't recognize you. <clears throat> now, I believe that God created each one of us in a special way, in a, a unique way, in a beautiful way. You don't need all that stuff that I just talked about. Mildred thought that she needed it. You don't need it. Amen. Somebody say, I am God's work of art. I am beautiful. God made you the way you are for a reason. So when we talk about how God gives us, he makes us to be his divine design in a beautiful tapestry, I, I, I think about three different types of threads that he uses. So let's walk through that. First of all, there's the threads of DNA. There's the threads of DNA. And we want to talk about that just for a minute because I want to say this. You have no control over where you were born. You have no control over which family you were born into, what city you were born in. You had no control whether your family was complete or dysfunctional whether you were born in a Christian family or a non-Christian family, you had no control over the color of your skin or the language that you were speaking at home. You had no control over physical traits. You had no control over characteristics and personality traits that you picked up from your biological mom or biological dad. <clears throat> no, you had no control over that. But I can, can I tell you one thing? God did. God had control over everything that took place, that has taken place, even before you were born. And he takes every part of your DNA, who you are, and God made you. And he puts all that together to make you into his beautiful work of art. Once again, you had no control over any of that. But God did. God knows exactly what he was doing. A couple weeks ago, I was meeting up with an, uh, an old friend that I hadn't seen in about 20 or 30 years. And when I walked up to the table, uh, he looked at me and says, hey, Randy. He says, you, you look exactly like your dad. <laughs> that's a, and I said, whoa, that's, I, that's a compliment. And so, uh, once again, I have my dad's DNA. That's just the way I look. And you have certain DNA that you have no control over. That's just the way God created you. But I do notice that sometimes we, we wish, oh, I, I wish I could, I could look like this person or, or have the talent of this person or have the intelligence of this other person or have the personality of this other person. You know, there's times I hear Stephen Curtis Chapman singing and I, and I man, I, I wish I had a voice like Stephen Curtis Chapman. I wish I could play the guitar like Lincoln Brewster or, or like Ruben Garcia, you know. Uh, I wish I could preach like T.D. Jakes. 
I, I wish I could dunk a basketball like Kawhi Leonard or, or hit a baseball like Mike Trout. But you know what? God didn't make me with the voice of Stephen Curtis Chapman or, or, or the preaching abilities of T.D. Jakes or the guitar playing abilities with, by, of Ruben Garcia or, or, or the dunking ability of Kawhi Leonard or the baseball hitting ability of Mike Trout, God made me Randy Garcia, and this is who I am, and I thank God for who I am. Even if I cannot do things that other people do, I am unique. God has blessed me with a certain DNA, and I think, man, these guys can't do some of the things I can do, okay? (laughs) Once again, my point is this. If you get into this comparison game, I wish I had this, I wish I had this person's voice, or this person's looks, or this person's hair, this person's personality, on and on, you're never going to win in the comparison game. Thank God for who you are. You are God's divine design. You are God's divine design. You are his work of art. The story is told of how a little boy every, um, every morning would look out uh, the window of his home, and he would look across a far, large meadow. And over there, there was a house in the distance. And he noticed that that house had golden windows. Whoa, it just mesmerized him. And every morning he'd wake up and he'd look over across the meadow and he would, he would see the house with uh, uh, golden windows. So one day he says, Dad, can we walk over to that house with the golden windows? Yeah. So Dad said, okay. So one afternoon they started walking over there across the meadow. And they, as they were drawing closer and closer and closer to the house with the golden windows, what took place is the little boy realized, oh, this house is, really doesn't have golden windows. The closer he got, he realized it doesn't look that way from up close. And as they were looking there, approaching the house, there was a young girl walked out. And the young girl says, may I help you? And the little boy says, yeah, we were here because we're trying to find, I thought this was it, but we're trying to find the house with the golden windows. The little girl says, oh, yeah, I know about that house. She says, it's almost sunset now, and if you look over the meadows, right over there, you can see the house with the golden windows. She was pointing to his house. See, what, has hap- what had happened is he was looking at her house and at the sunrise, and there was a beautiful direction of the sun making it look like golden windows. But in the sunset, she was looking at his house and kind of awing about how she wanted that other house with the golden windows. <laughs> My point is this. Sometimes we start looking at what other people have or we think they have, and we, we, lose, we lose our frame of mind in thanking God for who we are. Because the blessing is really with us if we really stop and realize that you are blessed with DNA. Life lesson, your DNA was intricately planned and created. God loves you just the way you are. And I praise God. You know, I, I thank God for how he created each one of us. We have God's DNA. Now, I love that because I'm one of those, and please don't get mad at me when I tell you one of my pet peeves is my, I, was, I needed to call my bank a week or two ago about a transaction. I get on the phone, and I get an automated I'm not going to say person, not a person, not some automated machine on the other end. I wanted to talk to somebody with flesh and blood. 
Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, don't get mad because I, I, I you know, and, and I, and okay, well, <clears throat> please enter your account number. There I go into my account. Okay, I did that. Please enter your date of birth. Okay, did all that. And I just want to talk to you. I just need a question answered, you know. And, and, and I was so frustrated because I had a specific question. It took me literally uh, 12 minutes to get to somebody with flesh and blood. I was a little frustrated, okay. And uh, that's, that's me, okay. Because, you know, what, what, here, here's the way I look at it. When I get on my knees and talk to God, God doesn't say, oh, Randy, what's your social security number? Uh, uh, what's your date of birth? God doesn't ask me those questions. You know why? Because God knows who I am. God gave me a DNA. And I was created and fearfully and wonderfully in the hands of the master. I am God's divine design. I'm not a number. I'm a child of God. Okay? And, yeah, I just, that's why I love to talk to Jesus because I don't have to have all my passwords ready. Okay? I don't. Okay? But I notice that God works so many things and he brings it into place. Roxanne, join me on the platform one more time. She shared very briefly about what was happening. But as I am familiar with Roxanne's story, I want her to tell you how God was weaving together the circumstances of her life to bring her to the point that in five weeks, she's going to be a missionary to Thailand. But it didn't happen overnight. God moved things. God directed things from this girl, even when she was a teenager growing up in Bay City, Texas. Anybody know where Bay City, Texas is? Roxanne knows where it's at. Roxanne, how did God weave everything together and kind of direct things to where you, to get you to where you are today? Uh, so several years ago, I was going to go to college, uh, came down to either Sam Houston or UTSA, and I decided to come to UTSA, and I didn't know a single person here. Um, I added my future roommate on Facebook because we were going to live together, and that's about it. I was the typical freshman um, or transfer student who just wanted friends. I turned on my extrovert and was trying to meet people, and I wanted to get involved with the ministry. And so um, one of the ministries I got involved with was Chi Alpha, and um, my small group leader who discipled me, uh, she was trying to reach out to me, and she tells me I didn't want to give her my number originally, and I don't remember that. But um, I ended up in her small group. She got my phone number, and um, in Chi Alpha, I just really learned more about making the Lord my friend, and really living up to what he'd shared with me, uh, making decisions centered around him and not myself. And while I was here at UTSA, I got baptized in water, and I learned more about the Holy Spirit, got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and just really started walking more with the Lord and uh, learning lordship. And I became a small group leader, and the thing with Chi Alpha is they go on foreign mission trips every summer. And so I was going to go to Russia. I was super stoked. You know, I'd taken some Russian classes and... Uh, had our first team meeting. I was super interested in Russia. And then the trip got canceled. And I ended up on the Thailand trip. Didn't even know where Thailand was, honestly. <laughs> but I chose to invest in it. And um, I got excited. The Lord took me there. And he met with me and gave me his heart. He shared with me. And um, I responded to it. He worked on me to be willing to go back. I went back. And then I was, like, willing to go anywhere, do anything for the Lord. And that's when he really opened himself up more as my friend and shared more of his heart and let me decide what I wanted to do. And so I decided to go back to Thailand to live up to what he had shared with that part of his heart with me. And so that started the process for about a year and a half. I've been in the process of applying to be a missionary associate in Thailand. And several months I've been support raising to get enough funds 
because I have to raise 100% of my own budget. And like I shared earlier, it's been a few weeks ago. I had one week to finish out the $400 monthly commitment, and Jehovah Jireh provided, and he provides every step of the way. And like Pastor Randy, you were sharing with this whole tapestry idea, like the Lord, I never, I never had any idea that I'd be standing here right now, you know, on my way to Thailand next month to be a missionary associate. But the Lord takes every little thing that I've given him, and he makes it more beautiful. Like, everything is worthwhile. And I don't, I have no idea what the future is going to be like for me, but I know that if I live it for the Lord and give every piece to him, that he's going to keep making it beautiful and keep making it worthwhile. So, yeah. Amen. You see, what I noticed in Roxanne's life, there was a lot of threads that she talked about. The thread of, okay, what college do I choose? And God used even that choice to prepare her. There was another thread of, of what ministry should I get involved in, or should I get involved in ministry there on the campus of UTSA? There was another thread. Another thread, should I get involved in a small group there through Chi Alpha? That was another thread. God was working out all these threads, putting it together, working behind the scenes in Roxanne's life, and then to be a small group leader, to go on this mission trip. Was it a coincidence that the, the, trip, the missionary trip to Russia was canceled? I don't think it was a coincidence. I kind of think it was another, uh, another move of God that led her to the place of being introduced to Thailand that year. And now she finds herself beginning a two-year missionary term to Thailand, and we appreciate what God has done. And um, it's great for us as a church to send off one of our own to do ministry worldwide. So praise God. Let's give God praise for Roxanne. Threads that God uses, number two, the threads of disappointments. Threads of disappointments. That's the second type of threads that God uses. Disappointments come in all shapes and sizes. I think about Joseph in the Old Testament. From Genesis 37 to Genesis 50, we read the story of this young man who God gave a great promise to, a great dream, a big dream that God would raise him up. But then he had to face the disappointment of being rejected by his brothers. They sold him to the Egyptians. That was a thread that God was using, the thread of the disappointment being rejected and sold by his brothers. God was using that thread to prepare uh, Joseph for to be God's divine design. Then Joseph had to deal with the disappointment of being away from his dad and mom who he deeply loved. Then Joseph had to deal with the disappointment of having to begin living in a foreign land with people that he didn't know and a culture that he was not accustomed to. Another threat of disappointment. And then he was, had to face another threat of disappointment by being falsely accused of sexual misconduct by his boss's wife. Thread after thread, accusation after accusation, disappointment after disappointment. God was taking each one of these issues and incidences to prepare his tapestry. Joseph had to spend time in jail. Well, because he was falsely accused. Another thread. When famine hit the land, Joseph was prepared and he finds his brothers uh, at his feet asking for help. Little do they know that that was Joseph. And Joseph had to come to the point of, of uh, will he forgive his brothers? That was another thread. What I'm saying is with every thread, every disappointment that Joseph faced and had to deal with, God was using it to form 
a beautiful divine design. Likewise, every disappointment that you deal with in life is a thread that God uses to build your life tapestry. Some of you have had to deal with the disappointment of growing up in a dysfunctional family. Others of you had to deal with the disappointment of an absentee father. Others of you have had to deal with the disappointment of poverty or physical disabilities or perhaps a special needs child. Or perhaps you've had to deal with divorce or death, perhaps rejection or the orphan's heart. Maybe you were laid off of work or a family member won't speak to you or, or medical bills or health issues or even cancer. With every disappointment, with every circumstance that happens in life, it's another thread that God uses to, to make you into his divine design. I love this quote from Ravi Zacharias from his book, The Grand Weaver. He says, God, the grand weaver, seeks those with tender hearts so that he can put his imprint on them. Your hurts and your disappointments are part of that design to shape your heart and the way you feel about reality. The hurts you live through will always shape you. There is no other way. Some may ask, well, what about these people who have to deal with major heartache, like mental disabilities or physical disabilities? Why did God create them? I'm going to tell you this right now. God creates every individual in a very special way. And sometimes it's just a matter of perspective. Sometimes we see someone with physical uh, uh, traits, uh, disabilities, or mental traits, and we place them in certain categories, but God sees them and looks at their heart. An example of this is found in a house called Ban Sanuk, translated fun house, in Chiang Mai, Thailand. I figured I'd tell you this story since we're talking about Thailand today. There, you would, as you would enter, you would, you would see a number of people of varying ages weaving tapestries. For example, you might find a young man by the name of Tu who is weaving. And he says, I'm weaving a giant weave. I want to weave colorful patterns of wave to make the cloth as big as the wide ocean so that I'll have enough space to play and swim in my dreams. Laughter fills his voice. So what makes this house of weaving so special? About half of the tapestry weavers have Down syndrome. Others in this house have physical disabilities, and still others have learning or developmental disabilities. Two, by the way, has sold more than 60 of his tapestry creations. And with each one, he hands over payment to his mom saying, this is yours because without you I would have never made it. The story of two and other disabled weavers reminds me that God never makes mistakes. He sees the heart of every individual and values the way he puts every one of us together in his divine design. Life lesson, your life tapestry looks much more beautiful with the threads of disappointment. The third type of thread that God uses to build your life tapestry is this, threads of victory. 
I thank God for the victories that God has given us. The reason why these threads are so important is because so many of us get sidetracked with, oh, I got to deal with this problem. I got to deal with this issue. And I've got to deal with this at home. Got to deal with this at work. Got to deal with this in family. And on and on. We, our mind is constantly bombarded and distracted by the problems and the circumstances that we have to deal with. And sometimes we forget about the victories that God has given us. Question for you. Answer this question by the raising of your hand. Has God ever healed you? Let me see your hand. Amen. More than half of you have your hands raised. You know what? That's a victory. Amen. God has given you victory. Has anybody experienced a miracle of God? Let me see your hands. Amen. Amen. More than half of you. That is a victory. We need to celebrate what God is doing in your life and mine. Perhaps maybe you found yourself, how am I going to pay these bills? What am I going to do? I don't know how in the world I'm going to get by this. And somehow, some way, Jehovah Jireh, God our provider, steps in and you get an answer from God. God provides what I'm saying here. Another victory. Another victory. Maybe today we need to focus on the victories and not on the not just on the uh, on the problems of life. If you've uh, graduating from a high school, that's a victory. Graduating from college, that's a victory. A promotion at work, that's a victory. A raise at work, that's a victory. Being blessed with a child, that's a victory. Uh, leading someone to Christ, that's a huge victory. Using your spiritual gifts, that's a victory. If you look around hard enough, you're going to see that God has blessed you with victory after victory. You are blessed. Amen. <laughs> As I look at this tapestry over here, I see a beautiful example of three crosses over here, which represents what my Lord and Savior Jesus did. He gave his life on the cross of Calvary for you and I. And I see that it, didn't, it wasn't easy for him to give his life. His body was broken. His blood was shed. He had, he had a crown of thorns on his head. He had a spear on his side. He had stripes on his back, nails in his hands and feet. Those were the threads of disappointment. But on that third day, on that third day, he rose from the grave. And Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. And there was victory in the name of Jesus. And I look at this, and because of that, he is a bread of life. He is a holy one. He is Emmanuel. He is a prince of peace. He is a morning star. He is a faithful witness. He is Messiah. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the Son of God. He is everything we would ever need. And he brings you and I victory today. He takes the junk of our life and makes us into something beautiful. Life lesson, the tougher the battles, the greater the victories. I close by reading from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 11. Scripture says this, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I want to read this one more time, but in the amplified version of the Bible. Same verse, Ecclesiastes 3.11, and it says, He has made everything beautiful and appropriate in its time. He has also planted eternity, a sense of divine purpose in the human heart, a mysterious longing which nothing under the sun can satisfy except God. Yet man cannot find out, comprehend, or grasp what God has done, his overall plan from the beginning to end.
my friend, God. God is making your life tapestry. God has made you into his divine design. Would you stand with me right now? We're going to take some time to seek the Lord. We're going to take some time in prayer. And I would like to take that passage in Ecclesiastes 3.11 that we just read. And I like to personalize it. That's what I like to do. I sometimes call it uh, praying scripture or words of life. And if I were to do that, I would say something like this. Lord God Almighty, I receive your promise that you are making everything beautiful in your time. You have eternity planted in me. I may not understand everything that is happening in my life and the tapestry you are making, but I trust your divine design from beginning to end. Amen. So be it. Maybe you want to repeat after me if you want this to be your prayer. Lord God Almighty, I receive your promise that you are making everything beautiful in your time. You have eternity planted in me. I may not understand everything that is happening in my life and the tapestry you are making, but I trust your divine design from beginning to the end. Amen. So be it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Would you bow your heads? Some of you need to surrender your life to Jesus. Maybe you say, you know what, I've never given my heart to the Lord. Others of you, well, I gave my heart to the Lord, but I've kind of been playing games with God in and out, up and down. Today, today I challenge you to make that decision for Christ. It could change your eternal destination. But the choice is yours. God gives you a free will. You can choose heaven, you can choose hell, but that's your choice. It's your choice. You may not understand all the disappointments that you've had to deal with in life, but God knows. God takes every disappointment and turns it into something beautiful. If you do not have a personal relationship with the Lord and you want to make that decision right now, Perhaps you just want to lift up your hand and say, Pastor, that's me. I want, to, I want to surrender my life to the Lord Jesus. If that's you, would you, would you lift up your hand? And we want, to, we want to encourage you because that's the best decision we could ever make. Others of you, maybe you're saying, you know what? I've, I've had to deal with so much junk in my life, and I think I'm beginning to understand God is using all that to make me who I am today. Have you been dealing with disappointments Have you been playing the comparison game? Today's the day we say, Lord, I'm giving you every thread of my life, and I'm asking you to create my life tapestry. Thank you for listening to this audio podcast. Fortress Church is located in San Antonio, Texas, near Bandera and Prue Road. For more information, check us out at www.fortresschurch.org.